Welcome to another edition of Tales from the 13. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, uh, Pro-Am official as well as uh, collegiate official for basketball as well as lacrosse. Um, also, formerly on The Rant, my other podcast, Mr. Ken Widgen. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, Ralph. Thanks for having me, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. So this guy texted me in the morning, and I was happy to hear from him because I haven't heard from him. How's that referee rant gear? I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> the um the the quarter pullover. I actually should have got it in a size smaller. It's a little bit baggy than I like, but it's comfortable, man. I All love right. It. All right, that's cool. And uh, look out for another Nike drop pretty soon, and uh, I'll let you know when that happens. But um, you know, it's this the, like the ninth Sunday that we've been going through this pandemic. How how have you been holding up during COVID nineteen? Um, the best thing that I've been able to do is just, you know, try and stay busy. You know, if I'm not in the book or, you know, watching film, you know, I'm watching, you know, stuff about, you know, the barber game or, you know, just trying to stay busy because, uh, I haven't not worked this long ever. I know it it feels weird. And I think a lot of people can say that I was just, I was just telling my boy who's in a completely different field and my other boy's a barber and I'm a ref. That's like the first time in life that all three, if, if you told me in December that we were all going to get knocked out from what we do on a day-to-day basis, we probably would all laugh, right, Ken? I never thought there'd be no sports. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember the 2008, you know, housing crisis, the whole economy crash. Sports never stopped, you know? So, you know, the fact that there's no sports, that's what actually made this whole thing real for me, you know? Mm. Now, when, when did it start being, like, real, real? Like, when was the moment where you were like, um, oh, wow, everything's shutting down? And also, when did you accept that you weren't going to ref for a very long time? I would say it started getting real when my college lacrosse game started getting canceled. Mm. Um, I went on vacation, actually, March 16th. Uh, went on, I went on, like, a one-week vacation up to Vermont to hang out with one of my boys. And the whole time, I would get email after email. This game is canceled. That game is canceled. I had a full high school lacrosse schedule. Those were dropping like flies. I was scared to check my email, man. I stopped checking my email after a while. You're right, man. I had like, first of all, I just got onto the girls lacrosse. I took the test. I didn't even take the field test. And they were like, yeah, it's postponed until next week. And I had about, you know, same thing like you in baseball. I had about 60 games. And, and like my PSAL games, they kept saying postpone, postpone. Meanwhile, my Catholic games in Long Island, they would just cancel, cancel, cancel. And I was mm-hmm. like, they, you know, you keep thinking like, all right, maybe maybe in a month we're good. And then like, when was that moment when you were like, okay, I'm I'm not, I let me stop thinking about refing and let me start like doing other things. When was that moment? I would say about, actually, when they closed the parks. Mm. When they closed the parks in the state of New Jersey, because, you know, since all the gyms were closed, I would just go to the park and work out. Right. But once they closed the parks and, and it got that serious, I'm like, okay, if I can't even go to the park and, and work out, shoot some hoops, play some lacrosse, then obviously this is a, a very serious health situation, and it's probably not going to get solved anytime soon. So, you know, ain't, ain't going to be no sports for a while. Yeah, and you mentioned that even uh, earlier this past week, uh, me and my partner, we went to go shoot some of the most celebrated venues in New York City and it was ironically the same day where they were going to announce the next day that they were going to cancel um NYC permits for August 31st so that already means that you're going to be knocked out of Pro City because that's not happening and then you know I think 
I think you specifically, I know you have a close tie with Dykeman and, you know, I can just think of like, man, all of that stuff is just not going to happen this summer. So I figured that this week I can highlight one of the most influential parks in New York City, uh, Dykeman Park. And I know you were always been a big part of it. Just talk about what it was like playing there growing up. It was great. Um, I started playing with Dykeman in third or fourth grade. Um, a, a friend of mine who I played against in a travel league around this way um, told us that they go out to the Bronx every summer and they play summer leagues out there. Uh, UDC, Rucker Park, Rod Strickland. So my dad being from the Bronx, uh, he, he loved it. So we would go maybe every Saturday starting around spring break. Yeah, starting around spring break to the end of August, every Saturday it was something. And that was my AAU. That was that was everything mm. up until about seventh, eighth grade. Summers in the Bronx playing with Dykeman, you know, just getting tough playing New York City street ball. I loved it. What was your favorite memories playing there? And what were your favorite memories being a spectator as you were growing up? My favorite memories playing there, honestly, was, was spending the time with my dad. Um, I, I could see the excitement in, in, in his eyes and his mannerisms, the fact that I was going back to his old neighborhood and playing basketball. Uh, I love the food in, in Dykeman. Um, this lady used to make these crazy, actually, she's still at Dykeman Park, these uh, barbecue meat sticks. And if you've been out to Dykeman, you, you probably had a couple of those. And um, just, and it was actually one time. If you're familiar with Dipset, you know, Cameron, Joel, Santana, I was playing at uh, Colonel Young Park, and the pink Range Rover was parked <laughs> right outside of the park. So I thought they were there. Cameron, Dipset, for some reason, I just thought they were there. So the whole time I'm playing a game, I'm waiting for Cameron and, like, Joel Santana to walk in and for it to be, like, a whole big moment. Unfortunately, for some reason, they just weren't there. But that was one of the coolest moments just seeing that that pink Range Rover, because I knew it was Cameron's, and, you know, everybody loved Dipset back in the day, so mm. that was, that was you know, one of my favorite, you know, moments growing up. Now, the fact that you transitioned to become a referee, and you knew what Dykeman entailed, because you grew up playing there, you grew up watching there, and you know it's nothing but smoke. I mean, I even remember when we were doing your promo, and just looking at your Instagram page, you have that little snippet, when you go, when, when the coach is going in, and you're really trying to calm them down, and can you just think about the first time that you stepped foot as a referee at Dykeman and how eerie and how honored you were to do it? The first time I really experienced Dykeman, I actually got there early because I wanted to see what it was like. So I watched the high school game, and I thought it was going to be a little bit like the high school game. That was not the case. I've never seen a 1,000 people just flood into a park so fast, but literally between the high school game ending and like 15, 20 minutes, us getting going with the pro, it was absolutely packed. So just to be in that type of environment, you could feel the intensity, you could feel the excitement, you could feel everybody just, you know, just there for the love of the game. And I felt excited, but I felt comfortable. Like this this was the type of environments that I've always wanted to be around. I grew up watching the M1 mixtape. You know, I grew up watching, you know, the Entertainers Basketball Classic, you know, in Rucker Park. And always wanting to either play in an environment like that or just go watch and be in an environment like that. And then once I got introduced to officiating and I realized that I could referee in environments like that, you know, then then I really got excited. Mm. Uh, I, I made the decision to, to 
start going over to New York City and refereeing the pro circuit maybe two, three years ago just because, I mean, hey, it's the best basketball on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, pros, college guys, high school kids, they just play and play and play and play and play. And you don't get that type of competition consistently anywhere else in the country. So it was only going to make me better officiating as much of that as possible. So inquiring minds would like to know, especially as a ref to a ref, what have you been doing to stay sharp? What have you been doing to stay sane nowadays? Watching old basketball games, um, you know, my game film, uh, old NBA games, G League games, college games. I'm really loving that uh, Chicago Bulls series that's out. And um, I've actually taken the time to start putting some rule books in audio form, basically reading them out, recording them, and loading them into iTunes. That way I can either listen to them in the car, you know, listen to them in the house, and um, just kind of, you know, just keep burning those rule books into my subconscious, man. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to be productive, basically. Going back to Dykeman, if there's going to be one thing that you're going to miss the most this summer, and um, you know how connected it is in terms of like street vendors, in terms of administrators, their security, the crowd, the media, the players, the coaches, and of course the refs. Um, what are you going to miss the most? And what would you say to everybody that normally attended Dykeman Ball? I'm going to miss the game. Most of all, I'm going to miss the game because the environment creates the game that, that, that is unique to Dykeman. You really can't get that type of atmosphere anywhere else. So if I could say anything to, you know, everybody that loves being out there as much as I do, you know, I can't wait to see you out there. You know, this is this is one of the things that we have to look forward to that, you know, should motivate us to do all the right things to to get beyond the situation so we can get back outside, man. Absolutely. Amen to that. And, um, you know, final thing I wanted to speak to you. I know there's a segment on my podcast, The Rant, where I talk about sticky situations. And, of course, you mentioned yours on your particular podcast. But um, off air, we discussed about collaborating on a new podcast that's going to be on this feed called Sticky Situations. And just talk a little bit about that collaboration and and what you expect uh, it to yield. Well, basically, I mean, just to bring some light to the situation that we're all stuck in. You know, if anybody's been refereeing long enough, you've been in some sticky situations, be it a crazy play, a crazy situation before, on the way to a game or after a game. You know, I feel like, you know, putting together a series of referees just sharing stories. You know, I feel like it'll it'll help us all put our minds back in the game, put our minds, you know, in, in another aspect of the game and really have some fun enjoying some of the crazy things that we go through in this life, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll even say that we'll kick off the first episode. We'll just talk about our own crazy situations. And then, you know, moving forward, hopefully we'll have some guests that would like to share the story on top of maybe we'll set up some sort of email account where people can, I guess, write out their email. And if they want to stay anonymous, then we'll read it out and then just talk about how crazy it was. But Kenny, I I appreciate the go ahead. Say absolutely. Go ahead. No, man. I appreciate you having me, Ralph, man. It's a pleasure as always. My man. Um, I'm really looking forward to working with you. Is there any final words you want to say before we part ways? Find a way to make this situation fun. You know, keep enjoying the game. Keep loving the game. Um, Whatever that game is, you know, we'll be back in no time. Just stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, stay blessed. Yes, sir. And look forward to listening to Kenny 
on this podcast, uh, Tales from the 13, moving forward every week. Um, for Kenny Widgen, this is Ralph the Ref. This is Tales from the 13. We're out of here. Peace. What's up, people? It is Lawrence from the Ballers Journal. And... Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is Aaron. Yes, you have a name. And Aaron. Yes, I do. Can you, can you tell us what Dykeman means to you? This should be interesting. Dykeman is everything. It's everything. Dykeman is everything. It is everything. And I am devastated. I am devastated about the summer. I, I, I'm still, I don't think I've still fully processed it yet because it just has been ugh, so depressing, but Dykeman is everything. So let's focus on the positive right now. Um, there's no other place like it in the entire world. It, the energy in Dykeman is off the charts amazing. You have crazy talent from high school, well, from the little ones, but also like at Dykeman Nights is what I'm mostly referring to. Um, you have everything from NBA stars to like the best talent in New York City high school basketball. You have the fans, the regulars, the certain sections that are named. You have like friends that I have made that I absolutely adore you have ken stevens is there anybody better than ken stevens i don't i don't think so i don't nope. think there is and it is just and then the zookeeper who keeps the place like completely like a zoo like a zoo which is exactly what you want it to be um he's amazing and so it's just it is such a perfect representation of new york city that you can't find anywhere else in the world and that's what's so beautiful and special about not only the location and the people that are involved with the organization, but just the energy, the city you have, the raised subway train going by. I mean, it's just, it is so New York. It is everything. I, I, I clearly well, I am a fan. Clearly I'm a fan. Clearly you're a fan. I'm going to jump right in here and get a word in. <laughs> go, go ahead. You don't wait, mind it. So wait, have you been to Dykeman? Uh, yeah, I've been to Dykeman. Oh, okay. And I think one of the biggest, I'm going to ignore the shot. You see that matrix? How I dodged the shot? I'm right. going to ignore the shot you're trying to take of me because I wasn't there as often. Okay. However, being a guy who grew up watching and playing New York City basketball, right. and then being a writer or a part of the New York City basketball media scene, yeah. being granted access, like the access that Ken Stevens gave the Ballers Journal, I know. was everything. everything. You can check out any tournament, any park, any city in the world, and you still will not get what you get at a Dykeman basketball Never. game. And Never. that, for us, as basketball media, yeah. we've got the... If they got to come see us. If they want to know anything about Dykeman, because we're in there like swimwear, baby. <laughs> yeah. And if it wasn't for this 2020 shutdown, we would have been there this summer. This was supposed to be is... New York City's summer yes. at Dykeman. And now <sighs> this. I know. It's so upsetting. It's really so devastating to me. I, I mean, I ha I've been dreaming of this summer dreaming of the summer to be back you're not, like, you're not exaggerating at no all. i'm literally not exaggerating you're i cannot not. wait to get back there 
And I, you know, I miss my, I've made so many friends and I miss seeing all those familiar faces. And then the entire Stevens family, which is amazing. I miss B and her daughter um, who run the girls program, which is also amazing. So yeah, it's a, it's a whole family oriented, not just park, not just group, but community, right? Yes. And it's a community that can be tapped into even remotely so. Because that energy from Dykeman really spreads to, through, and beyond New York City, right? Yeah. So people come far and wide to visit and just catch a game at Dykeman. And now we won't have that in 2020. And you know what's worse? What, what really pains me, especially like as a dad and a former coach, we won't have the bitty guys, the little itty-bitty guys playing on the oh, weekend. Because a lot of people don't know that Dykeman has a children's league. Right. So all of our like 11, 12, even our 5 and 6-year-olds yeah, won't have a place to play tournament basketball like they typically do. Well, and also they do the programs on the weekends to teach the kids how to play. Drills and, and skills. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even realize that. Like, Ken is such a huge part of that community and he gives back in ways that you wouldn't even know about or understand unless you knew more about the organization. And that speaks volumes about what an amazing person he is and what that entire family yeah. has done. So while we get to show up at night and have all of the like lights and camera and action and music and all of the craziness going down. Um, oh, and shout out to baby dunk because Baby Dunk Definitely. Is, is a huge part of Dykeman. Um, but yeah, so, the, you know, Ken just does so much for that community. And it's amazing from little, little kids all the way to NBA stars. He covers the entire spectrum of ball players. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, you know, the brightest star, I mean, excuse me, the brightest fact about all of this is that we may lose 2020, but we won't lose Dykeman. It's going to take a lot no. more than the coronavirus to get rid of the Dykeman tournament. Right. And so I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you in 2021 at Dykeman. I'll be there. Will you? Will you be there? Is that even a question for me? Of course. I feel like I, I feel like it was because I just said, will you <laughs> be there? Will you be there? Do you know? So I feel like Is the sky blue? Well, I'll be we're getting into science. Oh, I'll be at Dykeman. Trust oh, me. thank you. Trust me. I will be at Dykeman. I am not missing it. And not only will it be good to be back, it's going to be absolutely bananas. Yeah, I, it's, it's going be to be, we are going to be, be deprived. It's going to be like, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. We're going to be so deprived of basketball that we are going, it's going to be off the charts. So I think it's going to be a New York City it. family reunion when it happens, man. <sighs> Oh, I hope we can hug by then. I have so, well, I have so, we'll many, see in 2021. so many hugs I want to give at Dykeman. So big hug and big shout out to all of the friends and family and all of the love that everyone has shown us in that park. Yes. Honestly, I am forever, ever, ever grateful for Ken and all of the people in that park who have been so welcoming and kind and supportive of our journey with the Ballers Journal. And I, yes. you know, it's, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And if, if anybody needs to know, Dykeman has the vote in 2021 from none other than, it's the BallersJournal.com. It's the BallersJournal.com. 
It's the ballersjournal.com. Shout out to Dykin. <laughs>